0: Thank you for joining us today. We hope God speaks to you. We hope dreams come alive and faith is ignited so you can impact the world and those around you for God's kingdom. Enjoy the message. Good morning, City Place Church. Welcome to church on this Sunday. It is so good to see everyone. Shout out to all of you on Facebook and YouTube and to everyone listening to today's service online podcasts and your audio streaming device. Again, welcome to City Place Church. My name is Damon Moore and I have the honor and privilege of being the senior pastor of City Place Church and man, today is going to be an exciting day. Let me give a shout out to Pastor Micah Billingsley who hung out with City Place last week and preached a powerful message entitled Stuck in Between. Just want to say thank you uh, for for ministering to City Place Church and uh, just being a part of the extended family at City Place Church. Uh, There's a couple of things you can do today to make your experience a little bit easier. You can uh, download today's message notes at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. And I also wanna encourage you to like and share today's message. Invite your friends to say, hey, there's a life giving community of people and uh, hanging out online today. And I promise you that God will encourage your heart and your spirit. I also want you to lean in Level 10 today, remove the distractions, engage in the conversation and take those notes as I just mentioned a few seconds ago. Uh, If you're popping on here and you have something that you want uh, City Place to be touching and agreeing with you and praying for, or if you wanna let us know that this is your very first time, we've got a digital connect card that you can fill out. Uh, You can text 94000 and text the word City Place and uh, our team would love to come around you just to encourage you and say thank you for being a part of service today Uh, the other thing uh, that we're going to do in service uh, is worship the lord with our giving Uh, we believe that our giving of our kingdom finances is an act of worship and so we'll have that opportunity to do that in service Um, i am going to get ready to step aside we're going to pray i'm gonna step aside there's some things happening in the life of our church uh, that i want to bring to your attention and then right after that we're jumping right in to god's word today so let's pray father we love you today We invite you into this place on this Sunday. Lord, without your presence, there is no real life change. The Holy Spirit do what only you can do. Take over, say what you wanna say, allow our hearts to lean in and not let this be just watching on a screen, but an engagement with you. Thank you for what you're gonna do. Receive all the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Welcome to City Place Church online. All right, City Place, listen, make sure that you uh, take an opportunity uh, to be a part of Operation Christmas Child. Uh, last year we gave and impacted 84 children, and uh, this year we're believing that we're going to impact 100 kids. Can you agree with me? Come on. Somebody say, I agree. Awesome. Well, hey, if you're new, will you type new in the comment section? Tell us your name, where you're watching from, and also just share today's message. Today is going to be a good, good day. It's October the 31st and people are dressing up in costumes and and uh, going knocking on doors and getting candy and all those different things. And I was away this past week and uh, in some different cities. And I started seeing these movie trailers for movies like Halloween and Uh, child's play was on and I remember as a kid uh, thinking how how uh, these movies you know scared me and then I was walking through my neighborhood and there were things on people's you know lawns and you know it was like scary and spooky and and I thought wow like there's such an environment of fear like I live in Orlando Florida uh, and so uh, we have an amusement park here called Universal Studios, and they have Halloween horror nights. And the whole thing is designed to scare you. Right. Like designed to scare you. And so I'm going down my neighborhood. I'm, I'm having to turn off these commercials on TV because I'm like, I'm not going to watch that. I'm going to sleep. And so I'm seeing all of these different images and it's all designed to scare. Us. And I thought. Um, I don't want to play around with fear. I don't want fear to have any sort of doorway into my life. I just kept thinking, man, trying to scare me like. And then I kept thinking about this verse where it says God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. And I couldn't help. But think about how the enemy wants you and I to live in fear, in fear. We've been in a series uh, called Life, Money and Hope. And over the last weeks that we've been in our series, we've been talking about getting God's perspective on kingdom finances. And we talked about the five numbers, that if we just spent on the numbers, that could bring some level of breakthrough and some level of freedom. And then we talked about uh, how God views it. And then uh, Pastor Taisha talked about the why, why do we want a certain amount of money or why do we want to achieve financial success? And then uh, several weeks back, I talked about just having God's vision for your life. If we don't have God's vision for our life, we kind of run around aimlessly. And that we need God's vision for our life and our family and in our finances and how we needed to make it practical. We needed to tell money what to do and we needed to uh, give, give vision to it. Over the weeks we talked about why we sometimes feel trapped in certain areas of our life and it's because we start believing a lie. And then Pastor Micah talked last week about being stuck in the middle, being stuck in between the Martha and the Marys of our life and how God designed us in a certain way. And I couldn't help but think after we get all of the download of heaven, of what God wants to say in our life and what God wants to do in our life. And then God gives us a glimpse of the big vision for our life in our family, in our marriage, in raising children, and going to school, whatever it may be, in our finances, whatever, whatever God lays in front of you. And it's big and it can seem sometimes beyond our reach, and right as we say, God, I'm going to do it, God, I got a glimpse of it, the enemy most of the time will leak visions of fear. It doesn't always look like the skeleton hanging in our neighbor's window or the commercial of the movie on TV. Sometimes fear is lying behind that big God vision, that God gave you. And the enemy just kind of says, we're going to try to spook him out a little bit. And so this morning, what I want to do is I want to make sure that as we are walking in breakthrough, as we are walking in the year that God does it, as we get a clear vision for our life, as we get a clear financial vision for our life, as we continue to declare, God, I'm going to live the life that you designed for us. I'm going to live in your hope. I'm going to walk out the provision that you see for my family. I'm going to walk out the clear vision and purpose that you've laid on my heart. I want to make sure that we aren't excited at the beginning, but then in the middle, we're paralyzed by fear. And so as I was flying back home this week, a story jumped into my heart for you. And so I just want you to prepare your heart because we're going to get down on it. And so uh, I'm going to need your help here in a little bit because I got two titles for my message, and I need you to pick one. So the title of the message, you'll be able to type it in what you choose, but I need you to pick one, okay? And don't forget, like today's message and share today's message. Exodus chapter 13. Exodus chapter 13. This is the story of Moses instructing On God's behalf, 12 spies to go out and to spy out the promised land. Canaan was the place that God had promised to the people of Israel during the day of Abraham. The people of Israel have been in bondage for 400 years. When you enter into the book of Exodus, which is found in the Old Testament, the first half of the Bible. And it says that they've been crying out to God. I've shared this story over time indirectly in some weeks of spending time with you online. But it says that they have been crying out to God. God deliver us from Pharaoh, deliver us from Pharaoh. God deliver us from Pharaoh, this is not your design for us. God deliver us from Pharaoh, this is not your design for us. God deliver us from Pharaoh, this is not your design for us. There's been such a great promise. And now we find ourselves here. They prayed that prayer for over 400 years. And the Bible says God raises up a man by the name of Moses who at first said, I don't want to lead these people. I don't want to do it. But he says, God, I've had an encounter with you and the vision that you placed on my heart. I get the benefit of being a great leader. But it's ultimate for your kingdom purpose, your plan, your agenda and your people. See, that's how God's vision is. It is one by which you and I get the benefit but it impacts his purpose, his plan, his kingdom, his agenda. And so Moses says, "Ah, I I can't speak straight. God says, I got you. Moses says, but what about, what do I have in my hand? He says, you got a staff. But what will Pharaoh say? Just tell him I am that I am. God literally removed all of the obstacles because there was a little elements of nervous fear. And God didn't want that fear to paralyze Moses when he was going to pursue the vision that God had put on Moses' heart. So Moses pushes past the fear and says, God, based on everything that you put on the inside of me, everything you've equipped me with around me, I'm going after the vision that you have for me, but also for your people. And so he stands in front of Pharaoh. He goes in front of Pharaoh. He says, let my people go time after time after time. Pharaoh says no. And then the final time comes and the Bible says that he tells Pharaoh let my people go. And Pharaoh says, get these people out here. I know God has taken and punished the firstborn. My, my child is lost. Get him out of here. Moses says, now go and ask every slave owner, give you cattle and resources, clothing, and take it all of the plunder with you. So literally the Bible says that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, Hundreds of thousands of people are walking out with the provision of their enemy. They're walking out with the provision of their enemy on this new freedom journey. And the Bible says that as they get out, people start complaining a little bit. Why did God bring us out of here? We don't have any food. Manna from heaven falls. Why did God bring us out here? We don't have any water. Speak to the rock. Water flows out. Why did God bring us out here? We got this Red Sea. God parts the Red Sea, eliminates Pharaoh. Why did God bring us out here? We can't see. Why did God bring us out here? It's too hot. Give them a cloud. Give them fire. Why did God bring us out here? And they just continue to complain. And God is still gracious enough. The Bible says that God is keeping them so much so that their clothes isn't wearing out. Man, let me tell you, God is such an amazing God that he will keep us even while we complain, while we have provision. He still is gracious. Can somebody say amen? So the Bible says that God says, now, listen, I brought you out so that I can bring you in. And he says, now, I want you to go and take a look at the land that I promised you. Now, to give you context, God has promised that he's going to give them a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a land of things that they didn't have to build, places they didn't have to dig for, vineyards they didn't have to plant, houses they didn't have to create and build. God says, the place where I'm giving you, it's just for you. So when we jump into, when we jump into Exodus chapter 13, we find, I'm sorry, when we jump into Numbers chapter 13, we find that the people have been sent out. And Moses has said, I'm going to send out 12 spies. I want you to go spy out the land. And when we pick up, we pick up the journey back from the promised land and their report to Moses. So again, go take a look at the promised land. See if it is the way God says, bring me back the report. Let's go to Numbers. Numbers chapter 13 says this. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly in verse 26 and the whole assembly. Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. So this is the 12 spies. Verse 27, they gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. So literally what they're saying is, is, God, your vision for us exists. It exists in the way that we heard you say it. It exists in the way that you declared it. And now we see it. Everything that you've told us is true. That's what they've said. Verse 28. But the people who live there are powerful. And the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the get in the give the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country and the Canaanites live near the sea. And along the Jordan, then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. I heard I felt like uh, he was really saying. We ain't never scared, like. Why would we be scared now? We ain't never scared, let's go now. Verse 31, but the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack these people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak, come from from Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them. We can't attack because everything that we saw up there is bigger when we saw it in person. Yes, we were there 40 days. Yes, it does have everything that God said. Yes, everything that we had declared, it's there. Yes, everything that we saw that God had said that we had declared is there. But but we cannot attack. So here are my two titles. I got one title from the 10 spies who said we cannot go. And then I've got another title from Joshua and Caleb. So if you don't mind me helping, uh, helping me get the the title, here it is. All right, here we go. The first one is, and Mama, Mama, don't be mad at me because I know you're you, you watching. But the first one is, uh, get your butt out the way. Get your butt out the way. And the second one is, we ain't never scared. Back in the day, there was this, uh, this old school rap song entitled, never scared. Boy, I wish I could drop some lyrics for you, but that was not the lyrics that we're going to sing today. right? But there's a song that says, we ain't never scared. And I feel like Joshua and Caleb are the two people who are like, let's go. God has brought us out. We've got clear vision. We touched it. We walked in it. We ain't ain't never scared. Don't be scared. And then you have two people who need to, uh, uh, 10 people who need to get their butt out of the way because they kept saying, but We can't attack them because they're too tall, they're too strong, but we can't attack them because we saw them and we are grasshoppers in their sight and so we are in our own sight. See, we have to be careful because the element of fear will paralyze us after God gives us vision, after we start moving towards vision, Some of us have even seen it and had a taste of it, and fear lurking around the corner can sneak in and cause us to have a lot of buts. We have the promise of God. We get a taste of it, but. God has declared it to you. We've been been declaring it every single week. We've been practical in how to handle kingdom finances, and then we say, but. But. Then on the other hand, there's a group of people who are watching today who are like, let's go, show me the wall. I'm never scared. God, just give it to me. But there's the tension between getting our butts out of the way and having a we ain't never scared mentality. And so there's four key takeaways that I feel like these 10 fearful spies who had their butts in the way That if we look at these four takeaways and we apply it to our life, I feel like we can look at fear as of the enemy and not a part of God's plan. If God gave us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind, then fear has no place. Are you with me? Four takeaways. Here's the first one from these 10 fearful spies. Write this down. This is their takeaways. Four takeaways. It's the mentality of we see what we want to see. We see what we want to see. They touched the grapes, brought them back, but what they saw were the giants. What they saw was this group of people on the hill. What they saw was this other group of people in this countryside. What they saw was themselves less than what God had told them they were. See, sometimes we see what we want to see. Have you ever said that to somebody? Enough, you see what you want to see, right? Have you ever said said that to someone, like, you see what you want to see. See, God doesn't want us to see what we want to see. God wants us to see what he wants us to see. But if we're not careful and fear creeps in, we start seeing what we want to see. And sometimes what we want to see is not really what we want to see, but it's the seed of the enemy. They didn't go over there looking for the giants. They went over there looking for the fruit. But what they saw, they kept their eyes on and it became what they wanted to see. They touched the grapes. They saw the milk and the honey. They saw all of the beautiful communities and the provision of God, but yet they saw what they wanted to see. Can I ask you a question? Do you sometimes see only what you want to see? Number two, second takeaway. Just from the guys talking, they would say, we are who we say we are. They said, and I read it in Numbers, uh, they said we are um, grasshoppers. That's, that's how we seem like. We, we seem like grasshoppers because if you look at our stature compared to, to those of Anak, who are tall, giant-like people, um, we're grasshoppers in, um, in their sight. And so we are in theirs. Wait a second. You were a spy. Unless you revealed yourself How do they know what you look like? Have you ever thought about that? Like, I love scripture. Like, how would they know whether you were a grasshopper unless you revealed yourself, but you were a spy and you made it back, so they never saw you? So if I am seeing me the way I see me, I can get stuck and paralyzed in fear. So I'm going to see what I want to see, but then I'm going to say, who I think I really am. Like I wrote it down. We are who we say we are. Grasshopper. How many times has the enemy whispered to you and I, addict, loser, failure, divorcee, criminal, sinner, thief, stuck, God doesn't love you. You're too far away from his love. God doesn't want you debt free. How many times have we listened to the lie and start seeing ourselves that way and we start saying that about us? See these, these men saw the provision of God, saw the vision of God, walked out, everything that he had said, everything that they had heard, everything that they had declared, God, everything that you declared is true. But, see, their butts got in the way. Their butts got in the way of what God wanted to do. How many times do we get in the way of what God wants to do? Third takeaway is we are what we repeatedly do. We are what we repeatedly do. In Exodus chapter, I'm sorry, in Numbers chapter 13. The reason why they took back a negative report is because when you read Exodus, Leviticus, all those through, in Exodus, they, they just complained over and over and over again. It's too hot, too cold, too sunny, no food, need some water, ain't got no clothes. Complain, complain, complain. And so when they get over to the promised land and they see God working and God moving, the instinct that they had was to complain. The shortcomings of their life, the, 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 the issue of that moment, how they saw themselves caused them to continue to complain. See, if we're not careful, fear will have us turning into something that God never designed because we are what we repeatedly do. They complain, therefore they remained complainers. Which then allowed me to look at the fourth takeaway, which is um, we are who we hang around. We are who we hang around. Ten spies, ten spies out of the twelve said we can't go. Really? Ten spies bring this back to Moses and the people and tell them we can't go. I'm going to read you another scripture that literally shows the influence of 10 people. On what theologians believe could be as many as a million. See, we got to be careful who we hang around because the people we hang around, we eventually become. The Bible says that he that walks with the wise person in Proverbs will himself be wise. So if I hang around with people who only see things the way they want to see it, guess what? That's how I'm, I, I'm just going to see it in my vantage point. We can't go. I wrote this down. You and I can live fearlessly or fearful based on what? we do repeatedly and who we hang around. I just said that. We can live fearless or we can live fearful based on what we repeatedly do and who we hang around. I don't know about you, but uh, I don't mesh well with negative people. I love trusting God and negative people, They're a part of my story. But if you're too negative, you sound opposite to the promise of God in my life. And you and I most likely won't be close. Anybody else like that? Where you're just like, I can't stand negativity because if I hang out too long with you, you will limit my perspective of what God can do in my life. And then I'm going to be the glass half empty person. See, we got to be careful that we watch who we hang around. In a season where we as a church have declared, this is the year that God does it. In a series where we're asking God to break through in our kingdom finances and God is declaring to us, I will download my vision for your family, for your life. I gotta make sure that I watch who I hang around. The reason why is because I can live life, life fearless or fearful, I just gotta pay attention to what I repeatedly do and who I hang around. Let me prove it. Numbers chapter 14. <laughs> Numbers chapter 14 it says this, verse 1. And this is the this is continuation of the same story. Remember I told you the 10 brought back the negative report, told it to Moses. Now they decide they want to tell it to everybody. Watch now. It says that night, all the members of the community, all the members of the community, like, you know, suburbs over here in the gated community, over here in the, the, the park district, the art district, they bring it to all of the community, the community members and they all raise their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole assembly said to them, if only we had died in Egypt or in the wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us to this land? What? That's just how I read it. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and our children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? Really? Sorry, I'm losing. I'm just like, what? Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. Pause for a minute. I'm going to read a little bit more. Can you see how if we see what we want to see, if we're hanging out with the wrong group of people, if we see ourselves differently than how God sees us, we get stuck in this place where fear will have us wanting to go back to the place that God delivered us from. I don't want to go back, and I know you don't want to go back to a place where I'm living a visionless, a visionless life. The Bible says that if the one doesn't have a prophetic revelation, and a vision from God, they wander aimlessly. Why would I want to go back to Egypt? I cried out to God, he answered my prayer. Why would I doubt him in the promised land? Did you see that? Why would God bring us to this land of promise? What? You are in the land. You are in the place of promise. And you say, God, we don't want to go in. Fear has such a powerful way that it will grip us while we're walking in the prophetic promise of God. We have to be careful that we don't start the journey with faith and allow the secret entries of fear to enter. That's the reason why I'm like, I am not going to see Halloween Part 19, because I can't let the, the little elements of fear mess with my sleep. Like, I am not going to Halloween Horrors Night. I wouldn't want to go back to my car. I can't let it, I can't let it creep in. See, the enemy will, will, will sneak in and begin to whisper and use 10 of your friends and say, you can't do that. No, 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 that's too risky. That's too risky to love again. Oh, you remember the, the hurt the first time you got married? Don't do that again. Ah, oh, why? Why would you believe God for that? Why would you give your heart to Jesus? You see how some of these people be acting? See, we got to be careful because fear has a way of paralyzing us. When God downloads vision and we decide we're going to start running. See, I wrote this down, write this down. Most people have uphill hopes and dreams and downhill faith habits. Most people have uphill hopes and dreams and downhill faith habits. God, I tell you now, I can't wait to do this. But man, it's going to take that. I don't know about that right there. God, I want the promise. Get me out of this situation. You mean to tell me that I still got the battle to battle to grab hold? I got to put in some work? I've got to seek your face in prayer? I've got to fast? I've got to worship you unashamed? I've got to be bold about my faith? I don't know about that. I want, I want what you showed me, but I just... I might be more comfortable here. See, we have to be careful that fear doesn't get access to the room in our house and cause us to be paralyzed when God is like, nah, I'm for you, let's do this. We ain't never scared, get that butt out of the way. The reason why so many times we have uphill hopes and dreams and downhill faith habits is because vision leaks. Vision leaks. If we don't have a vision from God and recall it daily, daily, fear becomes a leader in our life. If we don't have a vision from God and recall it daily, fear becomes a leader in our life. We can't go, Moses. And so I'm gonna go over here and I'm gonna tell them a small group. I'm gonna go over here, I'm gonna tell the people at work. I'm going to go over here and tell the basketball team that I coach. I'm going to go over here. I'm using it because the Bible says that all of the community decided that they weren't going to go. Can I honestly tell you that everything that God wants to do in your life, in your family, as it relates to God's vision for your life, for your finances, for your family as a whole, everything worthwhile will seem scary because it's upward driven. Everything that God downloads to you will seem scary because it's an uphill drive. It's pushing us higher and higher in Christ. It's removing us from where we were to more and more trust in the Father. So let's bring this plane home. Numbers chapter 14, 5 through 9 says this. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered gathered there. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, were among those who had explored the land. They tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, the land we passed through and explore it is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and he will give it to us. And he will give it to us. See, as God calls and pulls you and I higher, It's time for us to stop wanting some things of the past. As God calls us higher and closer to him because it's an upward drive to fulfill his purpose and his destiny and his vision. And it might seem scary. We can't ask to go back. It's new territory that God's given you. See, when God gives you and your family a vision for your life, vision for your finances, it's gonna be our responsibility, your responsibility to see it, walk through it, and declare it so that it doesn't become doubt and fear. In verse nine of Numbers chapter 14, Joshua and Caleb continue to speak to the people and they say this, they say, don't rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid, we ain't never scared. See, they said, but the Lord is with us. We ain't never scared, so don't be afraid. Here's how I believe Joshua and Caleb would encourage us. We want to see what he wants us to see. We see the grapes. We see the milk and honey. We see the promise of God literally in front of us. We don't see the giants. I believe they would say, we believe we are who he says we are. We are the ones who will devour them. We're giant killers. That's who we are because that's who he says we are. I believe they would say, we are what we repeatedly do. We declare that we are not afraid. In Joshua chapter 1, God speaks to Joshua and says, let me declare this to you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you are. You go. We are what we repeatedly do, so we declare the promises of God. They would say, we are who we hang around. Joshua and Caleb, we're gonna hang together. But you know what? As we go to conquer the vision that God puts in front of us, he will lead us and he will guide us. So let's make sure that we stay connected and hanging out with him. The last thing they would say is that you gotta get your butt out of the way. You gotta get your butt out of the way and allow God to be the one that feels any negative place. When you read through the book of Joshua and Joshua chapter 14, 45 years later, after the people do not enter the promised land, Joshua and Caleb have a conversation and Joshua comes over to Caleb and Caleb says, Joshua, we've been going at this now for 45 years. I'm 85. We were 40 when we started this journey, man. And God has kept you and me. All the naysayers are gone, man. But you and I never gave up on what God showed us and what he declared about us. And he says, "I am still as strong today as I was when we started this journey." He says, "Now, if you don't mind, I got a family now, and uh, we've got some territory that Moses promised us." He says, "Do you mind if we go take that territory?" And this is what he says: "We're not afraid. We will take the land. We." ain't never scared because God is rolling with us. And if it's his vision, we won't be paralyzed in the middle of the promise. My prayer as we go throughout this day, as we go throughout this week, as we complete and head towards the end of 2021, my prayer is that fear is silenced. I wrote this down. My prayer is that you see the vision of God above how you see yourself. My prayer is that you see the provision of God above the distraction of natural obstacles. My prayer is that you see and expect the victory of God to take shape in your life. My prayer is that every but is removed because God created you to never be scared. That's my prayer. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for every person watching today. I pray, Holy Spirit, that any person gripped by fear, fear to pursue your God-given purpose and destiny, fear to trust you with their kingdom finances, fear to trust you with your vision. God, I pray that the back of the enemy is broken. And I just release the uncommon, crazy faith of God to pursue the uphill drive for what you called them to do. Everything that you've asked of us, Holy Spirit, is for your glory, God, for your fame, but we get the personal benefit as we impact the kingdom of God. So I speak faith, I speak uh, faith, Not as faith over fear, I speak peace and strength in Jesus' name. While your head is bowed, you say, Damon, I have dealt with some fear issues. But if I were to be honest with you, I don't know Jesus yet. Right now, I'm going to say a prayer, and I just want you to pray it after me. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe, in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again he comes in and takes place as Lord and Savior of your heart doesn't mean that life is going to be perfect I wish I could tell you that but that wouldn't be true but what is true is that you will have a 100% full knowledge of a Savior that will never leave you who's there to cheer you on and to make you stronger and to cause you to overcome if that's you I'm going to pray this prayer and I just want you to pray it after me you ready? here we go dear Jesus dear Jesus Today, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I remove fear and I confess you as Lord and Savior. You died, you rose so I can have life. And today, I accept you freely as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place, can you give Jesus some praise right now? Can you give Jesus some praise right now on the amazing decisions that were made today? On behalf of my wife and everyone at City Place Church, you made the greatest decision of your life. The first step that I want you to do is I want you to, to let us know the decision that you made. You can text 9400 and text the word City Place. And our team wants to come around you and just send you just a couple of different resources to say well done on the faith decision that you made today. The other thing that I wanna encourage you to do is to jump into a city group. God hasn't called you to do life alone, We've got men's groups, women's groups, groups for families, groups in knowing how to uh, study God's word. But that will help speak life to you right where you are. So take a look at the information on the screen and let's all connect and take this next step in our walk with the Lord. Amen. Well, I mentioned earlier in service that we were going to worship the Lord with our giving. Uh, We we honor God. We bring the tithe. To the lord and uh we just say god this is an act of worship so i'm going to get ready to pray um i love uh, the fact that during this upcoming season uh, we get to be generous you saw the the intro earlier with uh, operation christmas child it's through the partnership that we all have together in bringing our kingdom finances into god's house that we make a great great impact it's through The the kingdom finances by which the work of City Place Church and the day-to-day function and operation of the church continues and then allows us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so I'm going to pray right now and uh, give you a blessing as we uh, just head into our week and as we worship the Lord with our giving. Father, we honor you today. Thank you for the opportunity to come into your house to declare your great name. Jesus, I just thank you for lives being changed today and those accepting you. I thank you that the back of fear has been broken. God, receive our worship through our giving. Thank you, Lord God, that there is a harvest for City Place Church as we impact others, but there's also a personal harvest from the obedience that we have in trusting you with our kingdom finances. So bless us this week as we go throughout our week. As we go throughout our day, I pray that you'll bless us and keep us. Let your face shine upon us. Lift up your countenance to us and give us great peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week, City Place. We love you. Thanks so much for joining us. Stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast, following us on Instagram, checking us out on Facebook, or by visiting our website, www.cityplacechurch.com.